When we initially got on the dance floor, Ben had this genius idea to put like the first 10 songs as like our best friend's wedding songs, seeing each of the kind of faces light up and go, oh, this is our song and like get up on the dance floor or like obviously just pick the vibes up. It was so beautiful and I think they just felt, you know, so included in the wedding. Yeah, that gets the dance floor going, I can tell you something. Hi and welcome to the Unveiled podcast, debunking wedding planning all the way to I do. As a photographer and videographer in the industry, we're asked daily as to where to start when it comes to planning your big day. So allow us to help you make the planning process as seamless as possible. Consider Unveiled your little black book of weddings, packed full of insight from industry experts, do's and don'ts from couples who have tied the knot, plus an abundance of info on your most requested topics. I'm Lucy founder and wedding photographer at Lucy Weddings and I'm here with wedding videographer and my soon-to-be husband Eddie Blake. G'day Luce, we got a good one today. We're covering a wedding from the top of the Blue Mountains. All Views Escape is its name and it's located in Blackheath and if you haven't heard or seen or seen (laughs) I highly suggest you jump online and check out this venue. It is magical. Do you remember what happened driving to this wedding? I do remember. Uh, yes. this is, I mean, thank God you didn't dump me there and then because I I remember so clearly joking to you about because we obviously had to sit in the car for two hours. Two hours, Sydney, yeah. yeah. So I wasn't in my gear that I was going to shoot in and I remember joking to you saying, ha, 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 imagine if I forgot my jumpsuit. And what did Lucy do? She forgot her jumpsuit. Yes. So <laughs> we quickly shot off to the nearest town and you got some weird pants or something <laughs> that um, I think one of the guests actually ended up complimenting you on. I don't know what's going on Didn't, there. They were horrible and they probably suited someone who, I don't know, just should not have been worn by me. Anyway, that was a good first impression and I had to wear that all day. Anyway, it ended up. A good day, so. Yes, it was such a great day and I'm looking forward to jumping into this episode with beautiful bride Jules. Julia chats with us as to why her and Ben chose to roll the dice on getting married in January despite being warned their venue holds the potential of four seasons in one day. How they ditched anything that wasn't authentically them and introduced a bunch of creative elements to spice things up. And finally... How she kept a level head when a burst pipe resulted in major water flooding the night before the wedding. Hi, Jules. Hey, guys. So, Jules, describe your relationship with Ben and how do you think that translated into your wedding day? Uh, I'd probably say we're a pretty adventurous couple. I mean, we have this mutual love of like camping and the outdoors and I guess the Blue Mountains was this kind of perfect mix of that and... I guess Ben popped the question in Finland as we were like chasing the Northern Lights, um, adventure, travel, all of those things kind of, I guess, wrapped up into our big day. That's a cool place to propose. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. It was, it was really cool. It was, I think yeah. I saw a couple of photos actually from that trip. It looked insane. Yeah. I, I think the chasing the Northern Lights was just 
one of the coolest experiences of my life and yeah. we got so lucky being able to see them and you know we stayed in the glass igloos and oh wow we rode, <laughs> yeah we rode huskies and yeah been uh been trudged through the snow about and I was staring at these reindeers and I was like trying to get their attention and then that's when Ben kind of tapped me on the shoulder and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. So nice. Wow. And I think one of the best things was it was at one o'clock in Finland, which is the middle of the day, but it was the middle of the night in Australia. So we had this kind of 12 hour like private celebration. Mm, just beautiful. my twin sister was there and her partner. And yeah, we could just kind of have just us for a little bit and just be kind of privy to this nice big step that we've just made. But then, yeah, it got to midnight and I was on the phone <laughs> for most of the night yeah. <laughs> calling people and yeah, telling everyone. So yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting. Yeah, it's such an exciting time. Yeah, that one's definitely yeah. on the bucket list. Of ours. <laughs> yeah. It has been for a while. Am I right in saying you same. can only see those Northern Lights at a certain time of year? Yeah, so it has to be like these, like it has to be super cold. There needs to be like these Arctic winds in the right direction. Oh, it wow. It needs to have no cl- cloud cover. It's like a little bit of nature's mystery, but yeah, if the if the recipe's right, I think the night that we saw them and they were like blown us away, it was minus 40 degrees. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Really? Yeah. I was trying to take photos of my camera and my camera was just, it was frozen. Like <laughs> Not everything cutting a mustard. Was... <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was, yeah, it was pretty cool. But, yeah, there were definitely parts of the trip where I was like, oh, this is this is a bit out of our league. But, yeah, we ended up just kind of winging it and seeing them multiple nights in a row. We just got so lucky. Oh, beautiful. Jealous. That's that's a gorgeous engagement story. (laughs) So what would you guys say were the most important elements to you when booking your wedding day? Definitely the most important thing was to have the people there. So we got engaged January 2nd and we were married on January 5th, 12 months later. So I guess relatively quick in terms of, you know, deciding on a venue and getting the save the dates out. But, um, yeah, making sure that everyone we really wanted there could be there. And I think part of choosing a January date was that maybe any of our overseas friends could actually enjoy time, like Christmas time with their family in Australia. So we just wanted to make sure that the sacrifice to come back to Australia was, I guess, for a few more reasons other than just our wedding. So that mm. kind of made us feel really good. And you know, people, it meant that we could have our hens and bucks a couple of weeks before the wedding and enough time to recover from those. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, we weren't keen on a huge guest list, but I think we ended up having 130 people there, but it felt quite intimate. Uh, I didn't feel like overwhelmed by that amount of people at all. And yeah, it was just about kind of having all the right people there. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't think your guests are going to uh, have any issues coming back to an Australian summer. So. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Do you guys have heaps of family and friends overseas? Um, well, at the time, my twin sister was living in London and Ben's brother was in New York and then one of my bridesmaids was from um, New York as well. So it was, okay. yeah, yeah, there were Very quite a important few of our people. kind of yeah. MVPs that yeah. lived overseas at the time. But, yeah, January just seemed to 
work. Like, but there was that kind of um, that threat of a really, really hot day. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we just kind of had to put that in the. You know, you can get a really super hot day in March, so we just kind of had to put that in the we can't control basket. Yeah, that's <laughs> Australia for you, isn't it? All View Escapes, amazing location. We'll definitely have to get some proper photos of that venue up so people can see because the the actual view is insane. Yeah, is there any? Yeah, I was like, is there anything more than that that got you over the line with that venue? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think. When when I was looking for a venue, I had a couple of like criteria to help kind of avoid that kind of venue search overwhelm. So I really wanted to be like two hours hours out of Sydney, so it wasn't too hard to get to if you could only come for one night. But it still felt like a mini escape. And mm. I think one of the main things was I really wanted these big Carter TPs, and they could house those TPs. So I think. I really just wanted to narrow it down. I didn't want to like have weeks of like trudging around New South Wales trying to find the right venue. So I definitely narrowed it down to two. And then I saw, we saw a venue in the morning and then we saw all the in the afternoon and we drove down the driveway and just like the escarpment on the other side of the valley, just like, it just was like glowing in this kind of, you know, sunset colour, it just, like, blew me. It was, like, nothing I'd ever seen before. It's, like, right on the edge of a cliff. So, yeah, it just was amazing. Yeah, it was good that you guys had the opportunity to have the ceremony in the – it was in the woods there and then you can – the guests sort of went out to the open area where the teepees were set up to have the canopy. So there was a bit of a journey for the guests that way as well. Mm, yeah, I think – because of the time of the year, we didn't do an early like ceremony. We weren't going to do three just in case it was a really hot day. So we put it at four and it was kind of in the, in the yeah, it was rainforesty like woods area. And I think that having everything all in the one venue was just a no-brainer for me. I didn't want to have to deal with buses going in between venues and different time and losing time with people and you know, going to a different photography location. I just really wanted a venue that was just kind of all in one, which was, yeah, perfect. And we had these two houses on site as well that both Ben's family could have one house and my family could have the other house. So they could stay on the actual property the whole mm. the whole time. But yeah, being able to have all the festivities in the one location, it just was the best. And then we could just make the most of having this like stunning property to ourselves for yeah. like, five days yeah well that leads me to my next question you mentioned that you had the hens in the bucks a couple of weeks before did you stay on site or do anything in that Blackheath area either side of the wedding so my advice to couples is seriously don't be afraid to spread it out (laughs) I I mean we didn't spread it out over that long a period of time but I think I was a little concerned about asking people to so many events. We had something the night before. We also had a brunch the next day. But people will kind of manage what they can come to and they'll they'll just come to everything if they can or they'll come to the one wedding if they um, can't make anything else. So, But it really takes the pressure off that one day, yeah. like one wedding day. So I really did feel like, I could just enjoy the wedding. I didn't have to tick any boxes, go around and see everyone that I would miss because I probably have 
I will probably see them either the night before or the next morning or the day after that. Like it just felt like there was no pressure. We could just really enjoy ourselves. So we had the rehearsal dinner the night before in a town close by. Then we had the recovery brunch the next morning. So we had a coffee van arrive. We had both of our dads on the barbecue. And then the night after that, we had just our the two houses of families and we had like this beautiful dinner. We kind of rearranged all the furniture under the stars and danced on the dance floor. It was like reliving the whole wedding again. Oh, that and, sounds beautiful. And then Ben and I had the entire venue to ourselves when everyone had left and just a night just on our own. And it was just really nice to kind of soak it all in. And the weather was incredible. We just got so lucky. Yeah, well, that's the, the general jackpot. consensus of, you know, the having a wedding is like make it go for longer than a day if you yeah. can because no one's ever done with just the wedding day. Like it yeah. sucks when wedding nights are over and you're like, oh, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> is it yeah. done now? Oh my God. Yeah. It's a big calm down. Yeah. But if you have these kind of multiple things, it doesn't feel so much pressure. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose for your guests, couples are generally setting wedding invites out six plus months out from the wedding. So you, you're giving people enough notice to whether it's just the wedding day or they can decide to stay for a couple of days. So it's good in that way as well. And I guess there's the plus, another plus to January is like kind of, it just feels like it's rolling on from the rest of the Christmas festivities that have been <laughs> yeah. happening anyway. So it's like, yeah. keep it rolling. Yeah, the silly season lives on. I mean, we were the 5th of Jan. So it was, you know, just after New Year's celebrations, people were still on summer holidays. It just, yeah, it was a really nice kind of vibe the yeah. whole weekend. Yeah, beautiful vibe. So you mentioned that you sourced the three giant teepees, which looked unreal. How did you guys go managing the logistics of organising that? Oh, we engaged the suppliers Carter Lane, which are Northern Beaches based. And, yeah, they were awesome. They'd actually, I think they'd had teepees there before. So they knew the venue. They knew how it all set up. Um, but actually, after the wedding, we were looking back at photos of Ben, you know, knee deep in the snow like uh, proposing and it's right next to this massive traditional kind of Finland teepee and I mean we didn't kind of realize at the time like it was more after the wedding and we have this big group photo of us in front of the big three teepees and it's just kind of this nice tie-in seeing that oh we we had that at the proposal and then we had it at the wedding but yeah it wasn't something we noticed until until after but um yeah, Carter Lane were incredible. They handled all the logistics. They are the funnest crew of people. They've yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they they those things were they looked amazing. They would have been um, good in January as well. A bit of airflow. Through I was going to say like, I feel like why why did you guys settle for those kind of TPs versus say like a clear marquee, which is I think a bit more common these days at weddings I think it was probably more the look I just mm. loved with those giant three teepees in that kind of setting it just felt so I don't know like this sense of adventure or I don't know maybe it just suited Ben and my style really well but I mean all the florals and kind of like that green and white style of the day the the teepees just kind of I don't know it just brought out a little bit of difference today I actually hadn't been to a wedding with them before but yeah, when it kind of just made sense to our kind of style, I guess. Yeah, they yeah. complemented that venue really well. Yeah, 
Definitely. Yeah, they do. And they kind of sit nestled in between the two houses and the and the kind of forest behind it. It just really suited it. So I think the night before the wedding, they make the call on whether the sides need to be up or down, depending on what the weather's going to do. So if it looks like there's going to most likely be rain, they pop all the sides down and that would definitely make it feel even more intimate. But mm. yeah, I think we had like three giant long tables inside the two and then we had like a dance floor and bar area and yeah it just made it feel that the teepees obviously have like a really high roof so you can put in some amazing hanging installations it's just yeah it's the the whole look of them with the fairy lights down the down the teepees it's just yeah it's like i've been obsessed ever since i've seen them like on pinterest or something yeah. <laughs> Pinterest love it they yeah they did look amazing and I remember your flower your the florals were beautiful as well so thank you well they were actually a mix of florals from the the Ivy League who created the the flowers for the day and some of the cotton from my family's farm so cool yeah yeah, it was like a really nice mix of stuff so yeah yeah. yeah, the style yeah it was really nice I'm actually just looking at photo now yeah, it worked in so nicely. Yeah, it looked beautiful. What would you say, if you can pick one, was the highlight of your day, Jules? Oh, that is so tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we really were blown away by how perfectly everything turned out. The weather, the people, the speeches. I think one of the, my favourite things looking back on was including all of our nieces and nephews in the wedding. I think there were seven in total and it was just kind of this beautiful moment of connecting like both of both of our families. There was no pressure on one child. They all had these gorgeous like matching outfits and yes, looked like mini groomsmen. Yes, they looked <laughs> yeah. amazing. Uh, it kind of was like, well, the last like wedding in our two families. So it was kind of good to just be like, it's an all in. But I think the best part was them running and hiding behind the trees. I don't know if you remember when they were walking down the aisle towards Ben. Yeah. Yeah, and they I do actually. And one of them gave Ben a great big cuddle. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a photo of like all three of them kind of piling or three of them that made their first. But um, yeah, it was a really nice, like beautiful moment, but it was a really good icebreaker. Yeah. I felt like the kids like kind of, you know, release that bit of like nervous tension. Everyone kind of, was laughing at them and they were having a really good time. So that was really nice. Yeah. Something just came to me actually. I remember when you walked down the aisle with your dad and he got to the end and shook Ben's hand and he obviously squeezed it really hard <laughs> because I remember taking the photo and looking back on the photo and seeing it and you were laughing, your dad was laughing, Ben was <laughs> laughing and I was like, something funny's obviously just happened there. There was a moment with your twin sister as well from memory. Oh, yeah. So my, my the, the lady who officiated the wedding was my godmother and she had done all four of this, my siblings' weddings. So I was the fourth, I was the last. And she always brings up something funny about us being twins. She did it in, in, in Liz's at Liz's wedding with Nick, and and I think she like likes to confirm which twin is at the end of the aisle, oh. the right, <laughs> if it's the right twin. And yeah, I mean it's so nice having family a part of the wedding because I've known her since I was born. So yeah, it was 
it was really nice having her there. I think that's I think that's what you're referencing. Yeah, but I think it was. Yeah, I think that moment with my dad as well. I he is the biggest softy. He I think he just would have had like this emotional kind of moment and being like a bit shocked by himself. Yeah, but, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's well it sounds like you had some really beautiful family tie-ins to your day, which makes makes it all the more special. Oh, I've got one bit of another highlight was when we initially got on the dance floor, Ben had this genius idea to put like the first 10 songs as like our best friend's like wedding songs. So they like seeing each of the kind of faces light up and go, oh, this is our song and like get up on the dance floor or like obviously just pick the vibes up. It was just, it was so beautiful and I think they just felt like, you know, so included really in the wedding. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that gets the dance floor going. I can tell you something. <laughs> what else got the dance floor going was, uh, and Luce and I had a chat about this on the way home from your wedding, These you brought these like giant party popper things mm. on the dance floor. They were insane. And it was like, I think that you might have done your first dance or something and then the first song after that hit and everyone was up anyway, but then everyone just started firing off these giant <laughs> big poppers. Jing- yeah, yeah, it was they were huge. They were- Where did you get those <laughs> <Yeah>. things from? <laughs> oh my gosh. They were amazing. They were from one of Ben's oh, connections in the hospo industry, but he yeah, they were amazing. I remember going to my friends that knew where they were and I was like, it's time for the poppers. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, yeah, they were really cool. But my whole, the families, because Ben and I stayed off site that night at a hotel in town and my family picked up every bit of confetti before oh, the brunch. So, bless. yeah, I think I should give them a shout out right now. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely got the dance floor uh, going. It was a really good moment. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, they were cool. They definitely added to the to the vibe. And Jules, can you tell us how you tied in your amazing graphic design skills into your wedding? You did your invitations. Did you do the place cards and stuff like that as well? Yeah, so I Such did, a big job. It is such a big job. I yeah, I definitely being my own client was <laughs> was hard, but it is I mean, I think a lot of creatives, it's kind of hard when you are the client and you have to kind of create something from scratch that, you know, the world's your oyster, like, what are you going to do? So I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but we ended up being, (laughs) settling with this like classic letterpress invitation suite. One of the really nice little additions, we had these beautiful leather envelopes made in like these alternating earthy tones and it had the wedding date embossed so that was a really nice keepsake but yeah the menus the seating charts the place cards but I think one thing that I didn't really realize was such a huge job was I took on all the kind of communicating with guests so um, all the collecting of addresses RSVPs creating a website which had like accommodation tips and travel guides for the area sending out email reminders wow. yeah it was a it was a big job but I mean I wouldn't if you have the means or the skills like definitely do it it's so nice we had like a logo that was like consistent on everything I mean <laughs> I, like the ultimate like project it was yeah I loved it but I think my favorite kind of geeky designer moment was I dreamt up this photo with this 
sign that we created. So like this mirror sign with our names and like the date. And I think it was you, Luce. It captured it perfectly. It had like the reflection of the view and us and the typography. Yeah, it just. Yeah, it's one of my favourite photos from the wedding. Yeah, Lucy it, did take that photo, so we'll chuck it up uh, in yeah. the um, in the show notes. Let's see, so that's probably the look. graphic designer in me. I was like, oh, my God, a mirror. <laughs> oh, my God, I can see the bride. Oh but it was a candid photo too. She got you at like just the right yeah. time. Yeah, I think you guys were coming back from photos and I was like, and I'm so, I'm so glad you bought that mirror up, Jules, because I think that is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen at a wedding, like it. You know, it was almost like the it was your entrance sign into the reception with your names on it and your date and stuff, but it was because it was reflective and where it sat, it just, it was so stunning. I've oh, never seen it anywhere else. Well, thank you. I think it was literally just like the marriage of like this typography and the area. I was like, yeah, I was frothing and then I just couldn't believe that you captured that moment so perfectly, Luz. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> um, so you're a bit of a dynamic duo. Ben works in hospitality himself. How would you guys go about sourcing your caterers? Uh, well, actually, the venue had a really um, good suggestion of a caterer. So we found, he was a local guy and we went and made a whole day out of like tasting the menu and everything and it just suited the vibe of our wedding so well. It was casual share food that everyone you know around the long tables could pass around that the flavors were amazing it just kind of suited the whole vibe of the day and I think if you can make the most of the lead up to the wedding like do the taste testing go and like do little day trips to the area or bring your friends along like I definitely think that also makes the day feel so much longer and also you barely remember the flavors on the day of your wedding so if you can kind of reflect back on like Mm. the taste test and stuff that that was really good but I to be honest Ben was probably more focused on the booze and creating a good time (laughs) I think the measure of success of our wedding day was about how long everyone was going to be on the dance floor for and yeah, I think the venue manager pulled the plug at like 12.05, like just past midnight. It was, yeah, and we had guests saying it was like the best dance floor of their lives. So, oh. yeah, I, I think Ben was like the proudest <laughs> he's ever been. <laughs> 12 o'clock finish time is hard to find it's these days. Yeah. So... I know. We were, we were so lucky with our curfew. and awesome. Maybe that was one of the reasons as well why we loved the venue so much, but yeah, Ben had like a surprise extra sax player. So I think we had like a seven piece band. <gasps> and cool. I think it may have also been the extra shots in the espresso martini. <laughs> <laughs> the awesome cocktails. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty cool thing. Ben's 96 year old grandfather at the time drinking oh. an espresso martini and dancing on the dance floor at midnight. So yeah, that was. That was the job well done, Ben. That's really cool. Well, a lot of the time it's the noise restrictions that force venues to wind things up a little bit earlier, but just for the listeners to get a bit of a view on it, I don't, I can't remember there being much around that venue no, at all. So it was isn't. just like you guys were tucked away uh, in the forest in, in the Blue Mountains. It was insane. And then there's like this massive amphitheatre of just air <laughs> and rock. That yeah, I mean the sound isn't going anywhere, is it? <laughs> Down yeah. into the valley, Down perhaps. Into but the valley. Yeah, there's nothing close. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think if anyone was 
listening in the valley, they they would have heard us. Have you rocking out? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you could see a light in sight from no. the edge of the cliff. It was just, it felt so private and secluded. It was just incredible. Yeah, that's beautiful. So apart from the teepees, did you guys take any extra measures with tying the knot in, you know, the midst of that summer heat? Well, when we met with the venue coordinator for the first time, she joked that the wedding, like the venue, could get four seasons in one day. And Ben and I kind of laughed and we're like, yeah. <laughs> but it, we, I think we were kind of blissfully unaware. And But the best, the night before our wedding was so cold. I got so nervous that we didn't have enough heaters or blankets or anything. I didn't even think that it was going to be cold but luckily on the day of the wedding the weather could not have been more perfect it was was just amazing it was just amazing and I guess our probably our only thing in terms of preparing for a super hot day was just pushing our wedding start time to four just in case and moving the ceremony into like a really nice shady area so Mm. I think there was a bit of time during the cocktail hour where it was maybe slightly a bit hot out in the sun but you know the sun was going down behind us so it wasn't like right on us but Ben and I actually went back a year later for our anniversary so we were we hired out the venue just on our own and it was foggy and rainy and cold and I just thought how did we get away with just such a perfect day like you couldn't even see the view like 12 months later it was yeah, we got so lucky. I think the Blue Mountains can just be a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. Well, that valley there, things just turn, don't they? And yeah. So mm-hmm. that, that was good that it worked out for you. So yeah, so lucky. Often when you're planning a wedding, the costs can start to rack up pretty quickly. How did you and Ben go to stick into a budget? Well, Ben was definitely head of accounts. He's better at budgeting <laughs> than me. I We had some pretty honest conversations about what our kind of non-negotiable items were. And I think there was, there was definitely no pressure to do anything that was traditional or like, I don't think we, we didn't hire any wedding cars, things that maybe can really start to add up. I think our biggest ticket items were the venue, obviously, and like the teepees. So they became kind of our non-negotiables, but um, we... I wouldn't have done a wedding cake, but our my beautiful sister-in-law created one for us. So that was really nice. So um, we got really lucky there. But, I mean, it was kind of a non-event. I don't know if you remember, we, like, cut it. As soon as we finished the ceremony, we just quickly <laughs> cut the cake. But if, if there was anything really meaningful, we'd definitely find a way to include it. Like the cotton from my family farm, it was incorporated with the florals. So I guess that was a way to kind of, tie in everything but there it wasn't really like a budget thing but instead of wedding favors um we donated to two charities on behalf of our guests so and that was kind of noted on the back of our place cards that's beautiful. Um, i just thought it was a nice way to yeah you know our guests didn't really need anything extra but also just to give back and they were two really meaningful charities at the time so yeah that was like a nice way to kind of give back when you're spending so much on on yourselves but if I ever discussed an idea with Ben and you know got the eyes you know like (laughs) are you serious like the raised eyebrows like (laughs) "Mm." (laughs) and I knew that was like when I was kind of getting a bit 
carried away. <laughs> there were, that being said, there were definitely things that didn't make it onto the spreadsheet, but don't tell Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be majority of couples. Yeah. It's almost like a lot of brides have like their own little stash of cash that they're like, this <laughs> yeah, is just, just for my extra parts. Yeah, or this is for my second dress or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is for my embellished uh, denim jacket. Or- yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it sounded like you met eye to eye in, in the planning or did you and Ben have any moments that you thought you were little, in a little bit over your head? I think when I thought that maybe I could drone my own wedding, <laughs> I think I... You're, you're I a master with the drone, Jules. I've seen your drone work. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't know, saying my vows and also like making sure it was in the right position could have been um, oh, yeah. a little bit <laughs> tricky. <laughs> I just think there was like the day could not have gone any smoother but yeah figuring out things that we really wanted in the wedding like the venue just lent itself so much to some aerial photography and luckily you Eddie just came in with the goods and it just yeah it was master of the drone (laughs) yeah I guess like one of the reasons why we connected with your work so much is it just it felt like just an extension of our kind of vision so that was really nice but I guess weather is a bit of a constant worry, but you just kind of need to do your best. Like we knew that we had somewhere desk could be if it was raining. But I do remember about two weeks before the wedding, I had this sinking feeling that the teepees wouldn't actually fit in the space that we'd kind of allocated. So me and my dad like went onto Google Maps and drew out the teepees in these kind of plans to scale. And I think we had only like a meter or so either side to spare, but yeah, I did feel like, oh, why didn't I check this when I was there last? But yeah, Google Maps is pretty good for scale kind of drawing. Yeah, that's really, um, really clever yeah, too. I mean, it shows that, I mean, Carter Lane was all over it. They knew what they were doing. Isn't it funny how you can have those moments though and they often come to you in dreams and you wake up in that <laughs> yeah. cold sweat and you're like, oh, my God, I haven't no. thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I think the seating charts actually take quite a while. Oh, really? You kind of, you want like a nice mix of people, but you don't want to have like anyone feeling uncomfortable or not in the right spot. And we only had really three long tables. And yeah, I think that probably took a little bit longer to figure out. And you're constantly kind of moving these little like colored pieces of paper. But yeah, in the end, it's per- everyone's just in the best mood. And yeah, it's perfect. Vibes are always good at weddings. So you sit where you're placed. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, How was your experience overall dealing with your vendors, Jules? Um, We had a really good experience. I mean, we had, you know, being in hospitality and in our industries, we had a pretty good black book of friends and networks that we wanted to involve in the day. But, I mean, picking you guys was definitely because we'd seen you do amazing work at the Hot Show's wedding. And we just knew, like, you guys were the right fit. You were just like you had that vibe check. I think we met at like Ruby Lane and it was just like a nice way. I think it's nice to meet people in person if you can, which is kind of hard with COVID at the moment. But I mean, that's all hopefully behind us now. But yeah, I think any kind of friends that have used vendors before is great, but putting together some um, reference images or mood boards, but then kind of trusting their creative vision as well and not being too overly controlling, just kind of relax into the process like I know being a creative and being a designer being 
too kind of overbearing it can be quite restrictive so also just allowing like our florist and the guys the stylists from Carter Lane to just kind of create magic was really nice so on the wedding day like it really was a surprise seeing some things come to life yeah it's good that you say that we had a uh, bride on last week and she was saying the same thing about you know leaning on your friends to help and not reinventing the wheel so if your friends have you say a photographer for instance and it's done a good job you know there's no harm getting that photographer because you know you've you've got that recommendation and every single wedding's different so they're going to shoot it completely differently like you're in safe hands our network of mates have all used the same photographer his name's Blaze Bell and uh, he's literally just done the the lap around about 10 of our mates with the wedding job though and And yeah and it's all different and they're always stoked with the photos so yeah Yeah. it could be any vendor yeah if you trust their vision and and you've seen them their work before there's this like if you fall in love with them, just use them. Like mm. I don't think there's any shame in in using vendors or creatives that are that other friends have used. I I thought it was an absolute. I was so chuffed when people I would turn up to weddings after hours and they'd have similar vendors or florists or you guys would turn up. I'm like, oh, well, clearly <laughs> they liked. Yeah, the, we made a good decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, it's a compliment. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's the ultimate complimenting your vendors then go on to do friends weddings it's yeah it's the best Jules I just wanted to ask about your gorgeous gown and the fact that you opted for I'm gonna call them wings but are they wings (laughs) I would probably call it a cape yes so that instead of a veil can you just talk us through that decision I mean, I never, I have short hair. So from a practical point of view, I was like, how is this thing going to stay in my hair? But I mean, a lot of people have nailed the hair veil thing, but the amount of weddings I've gone to where it's in the bride's face or Mm. I don't know, like not feeling as natural. So I guess like stylistically, it didn't really marry with like what style of, dress and and look I wanted but there was something about the cape I just really loved it just suited the wedding it suited my dress I didn't I wanted like casual out hair so it just yeah it was definitely a nice decision but it's even become more special because we have used it in our daughter's nursery when she was born so yeah I mean a lot of people can reuse their veils in some ways but yeah the cape just really worked and yeah now I've been able to kind of in use it in life since so that's nice yeah it looked really beautiful I feel like I hadn't really seen that done before when it was your wedding but since then I've I've seen it across a few girls now and it just it just looked gorgeous and it it's funny because like your bridesmaids wore was it Camilla or Mark yeah yeah they wore that gorgeous that dress that sort of had a bit of a V back on it but your and yours was quite similar, but your sort of having that cape veil set you apart. It was I don't know, it just it all looked really pretty together. Oh, thanks, Lou. Yeah. yeah, it came together so nicely. And I think if you just do stuff that feels like you, you'll just feel comfortable. Like never feel pressure to do a veil because it's a traditional thing or like do whatever you do to feel like you on your like on your wedding day. Yeah. Yeah, great point. 
so looking back at your wedding day, Jules, is there anything that you and Ben would have changed? I asked Ben this the other night and he said, wrapping things up by midnight. Like, <laughs> I had to drag Seriously? him the bus. Like, drag him on. And I mean, we were so lucky with that curfew. Like, so we missed our early um, transport. But yeah, never book an early transfer out of your wedding. That is just torture. <laughs> I, I haven't ever heard of a, of a bride or groom leaving at that time. I just don't know why you ever would. But, yeah, I think we even had to convince the bus driver to take us and drop us at our hotel. And I had to push Ben onto the bus. I was like, we're done. We need to go home. The wedding is over. But, I mean, it was kind of tricky because because of our families in the houses. They were kind of you know, hanging out a bit later. So, yeah, peeling off from, like, our best friends and family was a bit hard. But, I mean, the wedding was over. It was time to go home. <laughs> time to go home, Ben. Go, yeah. Come on, bedtime. That's probably the hospitality industry forum is just yeah. used to get yeah. everything yeah. keeps going. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. He's always the kind of last man standing. And so I don't know why I expected anything different on his wedding day. <laughs> uh, and looking back at, the wedding planning process, what do you think was the most important takeaway? Oh, I just think creating a day that just feels so authentically you, like that was one of the biggest compliments we had from our friends and family. It just felt so us and that felt really nice that people could feel our style, our our hospitality, our kind of, I guess, our creative Blair, I guess, just came out in the day and that was really nice to to hear that from, from our friends and family. But I think including all of our loved ones in the wedding day in some way, whether it was the kids in the bridal party or whether it was readings or a speech, we had like our best friends do the MCs. They were the MCs for the night. So, but yeah, I think it's really nice to include people because I, I think people really do then get more out of the day and yeah that was that was really nice but I think one of my main things is I'm obsessed with our video like get a wedding videographer I mean if you could afford obviously both but I would not I would never skimp on getting a video it was just amazing I just the kind of emotion you can I guess capture from the day and like I'm just a big music person and you put like my favorite music to it it just yeah, nothing captures the mood of the day better than the video. I mean, stills are amazing and I love having prints around the house, but being able to kind of flick on the the wedding video is just, yeah, it's my favourite thing. Yeah, the, the covers, it was a cover song for your wedding video, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Bon Iver cover um, and I'm pretty sure the band also played that, like walking down the aisle or maybe it's like some of the, the music throughout the day, but... Yeah, Bon Iver is like, yeah, it gets the feels going. It yeah. definitely does. Well, yeah. it sounds like you include a lot of sentimental parts in the day, like the, the music and, and trying to involve a lot of your guests. Um, the cotton that you spoke about, yeah, it's a good way to tie it all in. Yeah, but also yeah. just you and Ben. You're such a – I mean, the, the, the connection between you guys was so obvious as soon as we rocked up. So – I think that's a big one as well is like going back to what you were saying about just keeping it authentically you and just, you know, driving that's, that's in the driver's seat and that drives the rest of the wedding day so beautifully too. Oh, thanks Luz. Yeah. I just, 
if you can just go with the flow and just not let anything phase you, I just think that's best. I, I'm not sure if you guys heard about the um, one of the big Carter Lane um, pegs went through one of the water mains. No. On the day before the wedding, oh, you're kidding! And there was this, <laughs> there was this, like flood. We all had to like spread out across the property and try and find, like the um the water main to turn it off. And oh. my, we had to like dig it all up. And my dad repaired the actual hole in the pipe. And it was just like this funny situation <laughs> that obviously like was a little bit stressful in the beginning, but. I just remember people being like, oh, you're so chill. Like nothing's kind of phasing you. And I'm, I just thought this is meant to be like the best days of your life. Like there's nothing that can really ruin it. And as long as you have like your friends and family there, it's just going to be a funny memory. And I'm pretty sure my dad felt pretty uh, pretty chuffed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the day. Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but, great. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing all that with us, Jules, and thanks for allowing us to relive your wedding day. It was outstanding. Oh, yeah. thanks, It was guys. nice to bring back those mems, Jules. Oh, thanks. Thanks for being a part of it and capturing it so beautifully. I mean, even though it is nearly four years ago, it honestly feels like yesterday. I still get, like, the butterflies in my tummy, like, arriving at the venue. It's, yeah, it it literally feels like yesterday, so... Yeah, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I mean, you guys have created like the ultimate genius mood because you can get all the best tips. Before you <laughs> I know. Yeah, we've actually. Yeah, already this noted isn't. A couple this podcast things. isn't for anyone else except for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the best kind of research you can do. But no, you guys have created such a cool podcast. I love listening to it every week. It's just, Aww. yeah, it's. It's going to be awesome. And then you guys will be able to have all the best bits on your wedding day. And I can't wait to see if you pick any, <laughs> pick any from mine. Yeah, yeah, well, you'll see all of these like little inserts from all of these beautiful brides yeah. that we've spoken yeah. about. And it's great yeah. that, that you and, and other couples can come on and just share their words of wisdom and just give real first-hand advice because a lot of weddings these days you know um, traditions some traditions are out the window and you don't have to have your wedding a a certain way just because history has said that and it's been really good to for other couples to just come on and share their experience yeah oh well thanks guys yeah definitely no pressure to conform to any traditions yeah. If it doesn't suit you, don't do it. Yeah. When we, we're with you on that one. Yeah. Is there anything like... that you guys are already vetoing when it comes to a, a typically traditional move? We're trying to just get the dance floor happening. Yeah. We just out, put, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. well, Ben can send his uh, recipe <laughs> to the espresso market. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. No, ours is just sort of like maximizing our time with our guests and. You know, we're not fussed on being taken away for long for photos. We just like want to, you know, really just, we just want to make like the most out of the day because we just are so aware of how quickly it goes. But we're the same as you, like we're just going to do like a pub thing on the night before. We'll do something the day after, but we're, you know, we're doing it away so it can just go for that bit longer. And Yeah. yeah I think there's a nice like sense of like holiday when people are just, out of, like it's only two hours blue mountains is so close to sydney mm. and i think it's just nice to have that little bit of a mini escape and i mean 
summer and hot days like it's just such a nice vibe but yeah i can't wait to see what you guys create on your wedding day yeah, precious on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thanks again, Jules, for taking time out of your busy schedule. Yeah. Sounds like you got your hands full <laughs> coming yeah. up. Yeah, you've got a lot going on, Jules. Look after yeah. yourself, darling. And thank you so much again. We've, it was such a pleasure having you on and, and rehashing your, your beautiful day with Ben. Thanks for tuning in, guys. How cool are Ben and Jules? On next week's episode of Unveiled, we've actually got a whole bunch of previous brides' past regrets. I know that you guys have been super keen to hear an episode on that one. So tune in next week because there are some really, really, really interesting things that came out. We're looking forward to it. See you then.